podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ready to go the extra mile in a Volvo Mild Hybrid SUV this summer? No plug-in required. Whether you go to the mountains this summer, the ocean, or somewhere in between, Volvo Mild Hybrid technology adds to a more refined driving experience so you can summer safely. Contact your local retailer to learn more or visit volvocars.com. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey, hey, podcast. It's nice. Pod three fifty nine, uh, and it's the week that Palace. Well, it's the afternoon after Palace have lost at Turf Moor one nil uh, on Monday night. Uh, I'm Jim Daly. Joining me, it's a three man pod this week, and making up a fantastic front three. I've got James Endicott. Hello to you. Hello to you. And how are you? I'm good. If, if we were a front, if we were a front three, what sort of? I think you're you're like a, f- a fox in a box. Maybe what sort of striker would you be? Um, I'd be a bit of a poacher, yeah. a bit of a yeah. poacher. I, actually, no, because the colour of my hair, I could be quite foxy, quite sly, sly, quite yeah. sly. Yeah, always yeah. said that about you. Um, and finalising our front three, a cultured uh, forward, if there ever was one, it's Jesse Boyce. How are you? Good afternoon, JD and JE. <laughs> <laughs> If I was I'm just going to preempt your question here, Jim, if I was in a front three, I would be uh, a makeshift winger masquerading as a forward so, <laughs> so that I could blame my lack of goals on being out of position. So essentially you'd be Jordan, are you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to come on to talking about Jordan, are you? And obviously the rest of the Palace team uh, after that. Pretty drab 1-0 defeat at Burnley on Monday night. Before we do that, can I get a drum roll, please, for a random patron? Beautiful. It's Mr. Gethin Bond. Whoa! Hi, Gethin. Excellent. uh, You can... uh, you can join our patron and get all the rewards just like Gethin has. Um, that includes post-match podcast, which went up last night. Uh, Dom Firefield joined the pod last night, so well worth the listen. Um, patron-only merchandise and access to the WhatsApp club, <laughs> which was, as you can imagine, popping off uh, last <laughs> night. And you can join that at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. Um, now, lads, would you say watching last night enders was quite a stressful experience? All told. Uh, yes, I think it was very stressful. <laughs> well, um, do, you know, do you know what? Well, Being a Palace fan can be stressful. Really? So who better to sponsor the podcast this week than Serenity Massage Therapy? Ah, oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're finally getting the hang of this, aren't you? After 359 pounds. <laughs> 12 oh, years later. Oh, so look, slick, we're sponsored man. again by Serenity Massage Therapy. This is their third or fourth podcast, and we are loving And we're still stressed out. It's not working, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should say there was one of the patrons messaged me and said they actually went to get a massage from Serenity Massage Therapy after listening to the podcast, and it was very good. So there you oh, go, first hand experience. 
But let me just read out this copy that's been pre-approved. Um, they're a leading <laughs> palace-supporting massage clinic based in Red Hill Rygate. So on the Red Hill Rygate borders in Surrey, just 12 minutes from Croydon. If you're suffering with soft tissue pains due to lockdown posture, stress, driving or supporting palace, um, Serenity Massage Therapy are ideal for you as they're changing perception of massages through education while also not breaking the bank. For example, Enders, you'd MOT your car, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So why, well, not your, why not your body as well? Good point, yeah. MOT my body, yeah. Okay. Uh, call or text Thank Russ. you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Into, no, no, but analogies. thank you very much. For the, I, I, I'm glad you're uh, offering me this uh, salient advice. Well, if you're listening to this now and you're thinking you want to MOT your body, then you can call or text Russ at Serenity Massage Therapy on 07967203714 or email info at serenity services.co.uk. And Enders, if you quote FYP, you yeah. can get up to 25% off for you or your friends and family. Wow. Not bad. Wow, that's not bad, is it? We could almost have a party down there. Like a, Maybe we uh, could. A massage party. Actually, a mass- <laughs> yeah, whoa. It's, it's, I just let, let the listeners know it is early afternoon here, and we're talking about having a massage party. I think maybe we've been locked down too long. Um, Roll on of, December the 2nd. Some of our sponsors in the past, we've given them sort of ad lib like um, quotes they can use and stuff just off, off, the, off the cuff. I think have a massage party is not one that Serenity Massage no, Therapy are no. going to use from this podcast. No, I don't think they will do. But anyway, here's one that they've already told me, which is much better. Serenity Massage Therapy, making the world a more comfortable place, one massage at a time I think that's a better very good very good do you think Russ at Serenity Massage loves it when Palace play badly because he knows that his sponsorship is so well timed that your average <laughs> FYP listener right now is thinking I need to get in touch with that Russ maybe this is the thing is Jesse we actually oh, we yeah. have we have our um, sponsorship slots sold up until actually february at the moment and wow. they're all pre-approved so actually i might just look at the future ones that russ has sponsored for serenity and just bet against palace that week so we're probably gonna lose <laughs> <laughs> so, it's as, so as, good go. a, as good a guide as any <laughs> Indeed. well anyway speaking of palace losing we did go down one nil at burnley uh on monday night um enders it was burnley's first win of the season i think it was their first home goal of the it, season yeah. it was the oh, what a surprise <laughs> it was against palace <laughs> it was the first everything you know if you're ever in need of some goals or some wins palace are the team to play um the thing is before uh kickoff the big news um james was that wilf wasn't playing um yeah. sort of came out of nowhere this that he was self-isolating yeah. um uh, hadn't been told when from so we're not quite sure he's going to feature in the newcastle game on friday but that obviously meant he couldn't play um, and that's obviously a blow. And then, of course, this stat was rolled out that Palace had lost 13 of the last 15 games where Wolf hadn't played. Oh, that's now God. 14 of the last 16. Right. Is this, is this a, I mean, that's obviously in the context of the games that Wolf has played for us, 250 games or whatever it is, it's not that many. But is, is that a problem now, this stat? Does that make you worry now that when we don't have Wolf, we do actually struggle? Not as much as it used to, because um, I don't think we're so reliant on him. Um, anymore as we were in the past I think you know we've got enough quality in the team I mean for example without um preempting what we're going to be talking about um Eze was phenomenal in the second half last night you know yeah. uh, I don't think Wilf uh, Wilf being there last night would that have made a difference I don't know maybe if Wilf had been played there wouldn't have been an Ayu or a Batshuayi in the team and maybe I think those two were were off colour and weren't mm-hmm. firing on all cylinders last night so maybe yeah. uh, a fit and up for Wilf as he has been this season would have made a difference but saying that, I don't think we are as reliant on him uh, on the 
pitch, but I think maybe mentally we are. I think mm. maybe mentally we maybe relied on him. But um, as somebody once said, football's not played in the mind; it's played on grass. Very uh, true. Apparently, uh, or maybe a hybrid of grass and plastic these days. I don't really know. <laughs> um, but it was um, it, it it was a blow. But I wasn't overly concerned because Burnley have not been very good this season, and they haven't scored at home. Um, and I thought we had enough quality on the pitch uh, before kickoff to um, get the three points. Uh, but obviously, and Burnley did what we did against Leeds: is we went out, they they they, they went out for the jugular straight away, and they got yeah. that early goal. Yeah. Uh, and when when you get a goal, when Burnley score at home, it's very hard to score against them, as you well know. Um, I think has it been two years? Since what was that, that stat you told me earlier? Two since they'd lost after scoring the first goal. Yeah. So basically, the worst thing you can do at Turf Moor is concede the first goal. And you know they basically ran the first half. We were not. We were not for six by that goal going in. Um, it was a mistake from Kuyate. Couldn't quite get his head to it, and it sort of. And then he looked at Dan, and he didn't really know where the ball was, and the guy came in and it was an, an easy shot for him and he took it very well uh, we did come out in the second half a lot better we bossed the second half but as Roy Hodgson was saying afterwards um, you know uh, it doesn't matter how much possession you have and how many chances you create uh, you've got to score and we just lacked that composure in front of goal now whether Wilf would have provided that composure I don't know but you know you've got players of the the likes of Batshuayi and Ayu and even Benteke in the last sort of 13-15 minutes uh, all tended to show a little bit of lack of composure, and maybe there, I can't see if maybe maybe Benteke's lack of confidence, but and Ayu maybe to point, but Bashwai should be up for it. I mean, if I Ayu and Bashwai should have been so up for this game, knowing that Wolf wasn't playing, this is a chance for them to really shine, and against a team of Burnley's um, ability up until last night, um, they should have really shone on them. It was a bit disappointing that we didn't get anything out of the game, to be honest. I'm not overly concerned because I thought we did play very well in the second half and we have got a good team. But it was just a disappointing manner that we lost it and that we didn't get back into it until the second half. I think we should have tried to get back into it a little bit earlier than than that. Um, Without giving away too much of the magic of podcasts, uh, Jesse's gone because his internet's dropped out. Uh, So I'm going to ask you this next question that I was going to ask him. But that point you made earlier on it's something that I mentioned on the post-match pod actually again patreon.com forward <laughs> um, the mental aspect of not having Wilf because you're absolutely right there is yeah. enough quality in that team oh, without a doubt. Uh, to beat a team like Burnley um, but mentally when your best player isn't there that must have an effect if I had a question from Jamie Woods and he Hi, says Jamie. do fans of other teams immediately know they're going to lose when a specific player is missing from the lineup? And I don't, I mean, possibly I don't, um, none spring to mind. But do you think I'm from sure. Palace, do you think for the players it is a mental block when Wilf is of, of course it's a mental block. It has to be because he's, he's so important to us and has been for so long. And he's such a presence. And plus also, JD, you've got to remember, he's been playing out of his skin this season, you know. Yeah. He has been playing very, very well. We spoke about it on the last pod a couple of weeks ago, how he's got, you know, he seems to be really enjoying his football. Uh and because he's enjoying it and playing well, it brings the level of everybody else else up around him. Uh, and that didn't happen last night because he wasn't there. But saying that, I'm not using that as an excuse because it's not an excuse. We should have beaten Burnley last night, but they wanted it more in the first half. And we we suffered through the, 
uh, a bad first half, basically. Uh, yes, we had, a, we had the second half, we were on top and played some delightful football, but it got to the, the final third or the final quarter, and it, was just, uh, it just wasn't really happening. Again, yeah, the age-old problem. Uh, yeah, Jesse, that point that, that Enders made about uh, the mental aspect of not having Wilf, because obviously the ability is there in the squad, but do you think that the players are mentally affected from not having someone like Wilf there? And, and how do you deal with that? Well, so much of the game plan must be put in place thinking that Wilf was going to start because they said last night he's played in our last 44 games. Yeah, he's played every, right. every, every minute of our last 44 games, which I thought was incredible. Wow. Is that yeah. right? I th- well, no, it's an amazing fact. He was never present last season, is that right? He certainly, yeah, hasn't missed a game for a while. Yeah, so that's incredible. Um, so, yeah, so when he is missing, we half the team probably wouldn't know a, t- uh, a Palace side without Wilf, or not at least have hazy memories of one. Um, I, th- I remember when this when we did first beat a team without Wilf under Roy, and it was I think it was 1-0 against Leicester or something with a Milivojevic shot outside the area. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, winter, a very oh, cold yeah, yeah. game, winter's game. Yeah, it became, you know, finally we've got that, you know, shackles off that we can, we can win without Will. And I thought, I thought we'd put all that to bed. I thought all that kind of chat had, had gone away. But no, it all came, it, <laughs> all came back. It's all coming back. It's, it's all, all coming, coming back. back. It's coming back. Yeah. Like a, like a rumoured transfer for Will. It's coming back that we can't win without. Um, so yeah, it's all a bit boring, isn't it? I don't really, don't really care about all that. I mean, we know we can win without him. Um, hopefully this doesn't, become another lingering question that Roy has to answer every but, week I mean, in his conference. I was, I was thinking, Jesse, you know, there is that thing, and I was listening to it on the radio, and they were saying, oh, Will's not playing, Zahar's not playing, you know, Palace rely on him too much. But I just looked at that team, and that team was more than capable of beating Burnley. You know, more than capable. And you also had a couple of players in there, Batshuayi and Ayu, who, because Will wasn't there, had a real chance to shine, and they should have been really up for it. It should have been a game that that the team went out to prove a point that they can play without Will because they can, they can do it. And I was just, I just worry that they, maybe, maybe, and this is me just clutching at straws possibly, they, it's a real mental thing for them that they feel that because he's not there, somehow they're not going to perform. But, you know, we, we were doing really well in the second half, we're pushing it around a bit, we're going forward, but he, he does add that extra, of course. But I don't know. It's it's such a weird it's a weird thing because we are not a one man team anymore, but we increasingly do look like one. <laughs> so maybe I'm wrong. Well, no, you're right. We've we bought some quality in in Eze, and great. I think he did shine. He did look like a danger for most of the night. Oh, he looks, yeah, he was great. Yeah, and he was very exciting. And I thought Gyro looked good. I was surprised to see him make way for for Schlupp, although it looked like we did need Schlupp. I just didn't think it would be for Gyro. I mean, it was a fixture deserving of the neighbours' slot, wasn't it? The old five, yeah. 30, the old five thirty <laughs> fixture at Turf Moor. It, it was, it was definitely second fiddle to neighbours and home and away there. Um, I think, I think it was. I think Burnley just started strong. They came straight out the traps. They were going for that first goal um, because it's similar to Selhurst in the summer under lockdown. Uh, when they beat us one 0 then we should have won that game. But they, as soon as they nicked their goal, they they smelt blood and they kind of knew they were in a chance of taking the points. And um, 
said this to the security guard at the supermarket yesterday. Uh, he, he's a he's a uh, Spurs fan, and he I was wearing my pa- I was wearing my Palace Foundation mask when we did the marathon march, and he asked he asked me if I was a Brentford fan. I said no, it's a uh, it's a it's the Palace charity. He got talking to him, he's a Spurs fan, so now I'm mates with the security guard at the, at the supermarket. So he asked, so uh, he asked me if he, if I thought Palace were going to win yesterday. I said whoever scores first will win. Yeah, and that's what happened because it just—it's <laughs> <laughs> just one of those. You're a genius. It's, it's become that fixture, hasn't it? Now it's just I dread yeah, playing Burnley. What was the before we had this or the pod a few weeks ago? We had a stat, didn't we? That that we hadn't lost the last 24, 25 games that we've scored first in. So is is that just an approach that teams like us, Palace, Burnleys, who else was down there? Newcastle's, Brighton's. The teams like us down that end of the table, you just have to score first and then defend for your life. And that seems to be a formula that works for these teams. So, of course, if you then concede first in these games, you're going to struggle because we're, we're essentially playing Palace. We're playing a team that plays like us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Deitch, Deitch knew, knew that. I think he, he knows how to get the better of us. They've just got to get that first goal. And then they know that we'll struggle to mount a challenge, even though we, will, we did have a good spell after halftime, as, as we characteristically seem to do now. Um, and I picked up on something that one of the commentators said about Rodriguez starting his only his second game with Wood this season. And he, I thought he was great, Rodriguez. He was in the hole and he was just causing trouble. He was closing down. He was really giving Dan and Chiate a lot to work, a lot to work against. And ultimately it paid off for them. They took a kind of a gamble putting two of their strikers on and just tried to nick it and then they defended it. And we found it hard to kind of get back into the game. Although we did have a good patch after half time. It, it was looking it was momentum was good. It looked like we were gonna nick a goal. Then Schluck came on. I thought we might get back into it, but nope. <laughs> well end pod there. Um <laughs> Let's talk about some of the, the talking points. There weren't that many talking points during the game. There's obviously the first goal, which we'll talk about in a minute, and, and Kiyote misjudging the header, although I might have a slight theory as to why that happened. There's then Batshuayi being an inch away from Maka's cross in the first half. Then there's the save from Nick Pope from Benteke in the second half. Really ended. Those are the only talking points I can think of from the game. It wasn't well, the no, game full of action. For, for me, there's one even bigger than that, was the chance that Batshuayi had to actually get a goal when he was running into the area with the, with the ball uh, and, and could have clipped it over the keeper, but oh, just sort of hit him. With the back pass there was that one. Yeah. yeah, and I just thought, yes, yeah. when it was a mistake from them. And as in the first half, when our defenders made a mistake, they capitalised on it and they scored. And there we, the, their defenders made a mistake and there you had, you had Batshuayi, who's a Chelsea player, you know he's a he's played in the Champions League or whatever, and the, the guy's a good player. That was his chance, and that was that was almost like an open goal for a, a player supposedly of, of his stature. That for me was the most telling, one of the most telling points of the of the whole game. To be fair, because it just proved the this lack of confidence that we often talk about that our strikers having uh, in front of goal, and there you had a player there who's not been playing. All the games, I'm sure, would like to play, be first name on the team sheet. And there was his chance to shine last night. And I've said it already, and I'll say it again. And, and that was his moment. That was his moment in the game. He had, and he could, and I'm sure he's been replaying it over in his head so many times, as I was last night. <laughs> 
But it would have been, it, it would have been, he could have taken, and it wasn't a difficult chance, to be honest. You know, he's he's supposedly, you know, a world-class striker. And he has, it's not that he's not been scoring, because he has been scoring for his country, hasn't he? He has been scoring for his country. Yeah. So it was, um, that to me was really telling. Yeah, there weren't many talking points, but that for me just really summed up why we didn't win last night is that our forwards didn't really take the chances that they should have done and Wilf not being there somebody had a chance to shine Eze did shine I thought I thought there were one or two movements that Eze made were just sublime and his strength there was a chance I think in the first half when he he was on the left wing and he sort of shrugged past somebody and he had that real strength and came forward and I thought he was going to shoot but uh, he passed it. I forgot who he passed it through to. But anyway, we, we, we didn't end up scoring the goal, obviously. But he was. Um, he. It seemed like he was the Premier League player, and the rest of the team could just come up from the Championship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a weird he way. Was, uh, <laughs> Eze, Eze, I mean, I, I want to go back to the strikers, but just on Eze, and I feel like we're going to talk about him more often this season um, over the course of the of of the of the weeks because he was excellent. And I think I said on the pod last week, and I said this on the post match pod. I think I said, oh. I wouldn't be surprised if Schluppy comes in away at Burnley. Is is Burnley away as an Eze sort of game? I'd like to retract that statement and say that every game is an Eze game because I just think yeah. he proved last night that he can play in any scenario. He has to play in every game. He's got to play in every game. He has to be almost, you know, first or the second uh, name on the sheet, without a doubt. He's He's got those qualities that Will's got where he can change a game. I think it's exciting. Well, that, that, it's, it's, and that it's exciting to watch. Absolutely, the way he glides past people is just like it's beautiful to watch. And he obviously, without going back to the whole "what do you do without Wilf" thing, and Celsi says it's a lot on the post-match pod that our investment needs to be better. He he is another exciting player to hopefully balance out the team with Wilf and another ball carrier, and and that is the sort of signing we should be making going forward. Um, Jesse, I'll just come to you with your thoughts on Eze. I'm guessing they'll be quite positive. Uh, but this question from Achini says, "How do you rate Eze's Wilf impression?" Best player on the park <laughs> by a mile. Um, it is exciting watching him improve, and he's improving, you know, and settling really quickly. He's such a Palace player. It's so he good. really is. Isn't he? <laughs> uh, he's, I mean, I remember, you know, didn't obviously ever see him in the flesh before. Well, never seen him in the flesh because we're all locked in our houses. <laughs> but uh, even last season, I obviously, only saw him on highlights with YouTube clips, and he, even then, just fearlessly stroking it into top quarters. Uh, in the championship you, you you would hope for the best that that would translate into the Premier League and it will eventually you know he's put a free kick in but he's just got swagger um, you know I think it's the, I look at him and sometimes I just sort of see the same shapes and body movement that you so associate with Balassi or a Wilf you know sort of from a from being flat footed and seeming, seemingly you know have no clue what he's, what he's going to do next, he will just somehow glide past people effortlessly uh, and create space um, and just cause trouble from a standing position, just like Balassi used to. Um, and he's just, he's just great. He slots right into what we want to see in a, on a wide player for Palace. Um, I just, yeah, just can't wait to actually see him in the flesh, actually. Yeah. It's, it's sort of effortless the way he gets the ball. There was one time he picked it up in the centre circle last night 
and there was four Burnley players in front of him, and he just found the space between them and glided through them like he was playing FIFA. Like it was, just, it's, it is really refreshing to watch, and we haven't had enough players like that in the last couple of years. So it is really, really good um, to see him play. And I think as well, it, we, we talk about positions a lot. People say, "Oh, why is Eze not playing a number 10? Um, we were discussing this in the WhatsApp group last night. I'm not necessarily sure a number 10 really exists anymore in traditionally in the way that people play football now but I think Eze has proven it's, if you look at Grealish at Villa he sort of plays left of a midfield three I think possibly he drifts in and that's, it's what it's what the luxury players do now they sort of they, they have a midfield position but they they wander and Eze even said when he arrived oh Palace has said to me they, they're gonna let me roam in off the wing and wander so I think that left of a midfield four position James it still works for him because he's proven last night that you know even in a quote, quote, rigid formation he's allowed to wander and roam and can still cause damage and you know, and you know, however you know rigid the game is getting, and how many and how formulaic the game can be sometimes, you know, you need players like that. You just need to let some players off off the leash and let them just get on with it. Just just go out there and play your game with a smile on your face and do what you can do. Just you know, he plays football like you want footballers to play, like he's in the park with his mates. You know, and that's how he plays the game, and that's how us as fans want to see the game. You know, there's, there's so much doom and gloom about football in general, in terms of you know the money and the corporate nonsense that it all goes through, and and the wages, and there's always something to moan about in football, VAR or whatever. But when you see a player like that, who's just literally, he's he's just like a kid at heart. He's just playing with with that youthful exuberance, and it's so wonderful to see. And the fact that he's wearing the red and blue of Palace makes it even better. You know what I mean? Well, I know he wasn't. Red and blue last night, but you know, those bits of red and blue. Well, look, well said. Um, I do want to talk about the strikers and the goal, and we're going to come on to that in part two because we've got questions uh, from our listeners. But, but right now, let's end on a positive part, seeing as we're talking about uh, about Eze and how good he is. Uh, and we'll take a quick break and come back after this. My brother in law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. <laughs> Three fifty nine. This week, sponsored by Serenity Massage Therapy, making the world a more comfortable place, one massage at a time. Call or text Russ at Serenity Massage Therapy on zero seven nine six seven two zero three seven one four or email info at serenity services.co.uk and quote FYP to get up to twenty five percent off for you and your friends and family. Uh, Right, are you ready for some questions, guys? Yes, yes. I'm ready. Are you, Jesse? I, I can't wait. Bring them on. I'm looking forward to Here it. Here we go. Uh, this one comes from Matt Tassel. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. He says, I'm going to assume this is tongue-in-cheek, he says, why can't we just win every game? <laughs> <laughs> I 
think, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume, Matt's a regular listener, so I'm assuming that's in tongue and cheek. There is a point to that, though, isn't there, Enders, that actually, uh, after the Leeds game in the 4 1, I did, you did worry that expectations might be after that for some fans. Well, obviously, going to smash Burnley. <laughs> of course, they are. And we know course, that Burnley yeah. are a decent team. Yes, they'll be going through a difficult run, but they're still decent. And really, any team in the Premier League is difficult to beat. And, and, I would say, apart from the top five or six, really, no one else in the rest of the division has the divine right to beat anyone else or expect to beat them, even if they are Burnley who haven't scored at home all season. So, you know, we are we are not a top six team. Every game is going to be a struggle. I mean, maybe not Fulham, although we did at times labour past Fulham. Um, but every game is going to be difficult, and I don't think there's really any divine right or expectation to win any game, e- even if we had just beaten Leeds 4-1. Would it be t- I totally agree. Would it be... Would it be typical Palace for us to win every game when we can't when we can't when we can't go to any of them? Well, yeah. yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, it's it's um, it's um, it is typical Palace, obviously, but it's 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 just it's such a weird season. There's so many weird football results, you know, in the Premier League, and it's and it's odd. You know, I mean, I know they're going to start letting fans in soon, which uh, you know whether we'll be among the lucky few I, I I don't know or I doubt but it is a weird season there are weird results and I kind of disagree with you a little bit I think all teams can beat all the other teams in the Premier League um, especially this season I mean you know um, I just think that it's it's about the quality of the performances and I think overall our performances this season have been so much of a, of a much higher standard than they have been in the last couple of seasons um, yes I know we lost yesterday we're a bit down about that I'm not that down because I, I, I know that the team is good enough I know the squad is good enough and I know we have the players there to um, to make it happen it just didn't really click in the first half last night and it's really quite simple it's, as Jesse pointed out earlier on what Burley did is what we should do we should just go out just go for the jugular in the first 15 minutes I say it every week you know and it just doesn't seem to <laughs> happen nobody's like listening to me I know I can't believe he's done this, and I and I flipping call him up about twenty times a day, <laughs> you know, and I always use a different phone. So you know, because I, I know he blocks me, you know, I know he blocks me. I, you know, it's just I don't know. It's disappointing. <laughs> different accents. It's disappointing. I try them yeah. all, mate. I try yeah. them all. Well, listen, I appreciate you trying on behalf of Palace um, yeah. to get us. Actually, speaking of typical Palace, uh, where's this one? Jack CPFC, Jack Star CPFC. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. I think this is an amalgamation of the regular question we get. Have we got our typical palace back? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> it will, it will, you know what? It will never go away. It will never go away. The typical no. palace will never go away, which is why we love the club so much. Indeed. Um, let's move on to talk about uh, Kiate at centre-back. Now, obviously, Kiate made, made one of the errors... You know, and as Celsi says, it's, it's normally two or three errors that lead to a goal. So one of the errors, quite a big one with that misplaced header, Jesse, that came in uh, from the cross. I, st- I thought Rodriguez was offside when that cross came in. It, it didn't, no one checked it. It didn't, no one even talked about it. I thought Rodriguez was offside when that ball came in. Obviously, didn't interfere with the first phase of play, but did with second. I don't know. That all confuses me, all these new rules uh, in terms of phases. But anyway, people, so a few people have asked us questions about the back four and about Kiate. Michael Hart has said, is now the time to let Dan or Kiate sit and have Cahill, and then he's put not Sacco in brackets, start. So we know where his <laughs> lot is like. And Chris Chantry says, as we had five defenders on the bench, is it time to put Kiate back in midfield? He's done brilliantly, but in the last few games... Some of his clearances have been terrible and cost us goals. Uh, Jesse, what's your thoughts on 
that particular misplaced header last night and that goal, and then Chiarte in general at centre back. Well, I've been on Chiarte's back a little bit. Um, I think I've highlighted his mistakes as as I've seen them happen this season because I, I I don't know if I'm in the minority, but when he's made mistakes, they've been quite glaring to me. I think his his heading has been a bit casual in at centre back. They're the sort of header that I'd expect to see from a central midfielder uh, who's who's literally just trying to win the ball and uh, maybe connect with his other midfield partner. They're the sort of headers he's doing when he's the last line of defence. Um, and I've seen it in a couple of games. So I'm, I'm, I, I don't agree that he's been brilliant. I think he's been steady and he's been... He's, he's quite pleased to wear the shirt and he'll put in a shift. But I don't think he's a natural defender. I don't. I think... Yeah, he gives us a bit of height. But if, if there was ever a game where we needed him further up the pitch, it was that last night. It was, you know, there's, there's games where we just miss a little bit of his presence in midfield because he's filling in at the back. Of course, uh, he's been playing since pre-season at the back, so I get that Roy wants to have some sort of consistency in the, in the spine. Um, whilst he's been waiting for Cahill to go up to speed, I don't think Kelly's been quite there yet. Sacco made a glass. So... I get the reason why he's there, but it can't be long term. Maybe Roy was just waiting, needs a kind of mishap like this to give him the justification to freshen up the centre back spots. And I would love to see Cahill back there soon because he was so great last season. Um, and maybe it's maybe now it's his time to come back in. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and as we know, away at Burnley, you're going to get battered by those forwards, no matter who plays, whether it's Rodriguez or, or Wood or however many play. So you know it'd be difficult. Can I offer you some mitigation with the Kiyote header? Go on. Now, Rob was doing the Twitter last night for FRP and got hammered for suggesting that the wind played <laughs> uh, a factor all game, but in particular with that goal. Um, and you can look at the tweet now and you can see some of the replies. Um, uh, people did not take that kindly. I, I thought that was probably a half-truth in that, that in wind was an issue. Even so, as a centre-back, you have to get your headers right. And Jesse makes a good point yeah. there. He does seem to make central midfield headers at centre-back, and you do have to get it right. And then yeah. Rodriguez does a lovely little you know, pass around the corner and, and Wood scores. Are, are you accepting my wind mitigation? Or, or, no, or, or no. is the court going to throw that out? Uh, I'm throwing it right out. Um, <laughs> I'm throwing it right out because I was listening. I I didn't watch the game. Uh, just saw extended highlights because um, I don't I don't have Sky TV. But I was listening to it on the radio, and they didn't mention the wind. Oh, interesting. Okay, they didn't mention any wind. They just said it was a mistake by the Palace defence that was well taken and pounced upon by a Burnley forward. You know. And as I said before, you know, when it happened at the other end, we we didn't take advantage of it. No, I'm 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 not blaming the wind. The uh, wind, the wind could have been their advantage then if it was there, and it should have been our advantage at other points. So no, I'm not. I uh, yes, look, I've I've been at games, you know, many, and we all have, where the wind is absolutely ridiculous. It's like comedy. It's a comedy game. It wasn't that last night. I mean, I I you know I watched that goal several times on the highlights just before doing the pod, and. There's no big gust of, you know, there's there's no god up in the sky blowing really hard, you know. <laughs> right. It's just, okay. you know. <laughs> I get your stance on this. Um, uh, yeah. Um, what, so, what are your thoughts on Chiarte at centre back then? Because I mean, he has he has admirably filled in at centre back and and done a job. But is it time? And again, dependent on other injuries. Well, I I, I think you've I think you've answered your you've answered the question uh, in the question by saying he, he's admirably filled in. 
Yeah. And he has. He's done it admirably and he's filled in. And as Jesse was just saying, you know, he's not, it's not his natural position. He has played there in the past. We all know that. And in previous pods, we've been praising him for how well he's been doing. But he, you know, he's, it, it's not his position. Uh, we, we need Cahill back, you know, and um, we just need some more strength. And also, you need leaders at the back as well. You need leaders in that position. I don't know whether he's got that presence for him as a leader, Kiarte. Um, Possibly he has. I don't know. I just he's 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 not really built for a centre half, is he? He hasn't really got that strength about him. But anyway, he's he has been filling in very admirably. But yes, I do think it's time to move on now. Why Roy hasn't done that yet? Only Roy will know. But I. I, I can't. I've got a feeling he, he won't be there on Friday. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I okay, sorry. Injury. <laughs> You're welcome. You can do what you so, want. So, it's okay. pod like jazz, baby. You can. It's all right. You can right. go wherever you want to go with it. Okay, daddy-o. <laughs> Um, but I suspect injuries. You know, we, I, I haven't heard anything about updates to Cahill and uh, and Kelly and um, Sacco, but hopefully we'll find out this week. Um, let's. Before we wrap up questions, uh, part two, let's talk about our forward line, which we did talk about uh, briefly earlier. Benteke, Ayu, Batshuayi, none of them really enders, as you said, taking the chance to prove to be Wilf's partner or Wilf's replacement or whatever. Um, Here's some rather harsh questions about Benteke. Uh, Patrick Stevens says, Benteke's through on goal. He's clear on goal. This is it. He must score. Dot, dot, dot. What happens next? He doesn't score. Okay. Um, Andy Camru, I'll go to you, Jesse, for this one, says, is anyone developing a Benteke vaccine? No doubt a typical Palace one will have unacceptable side effects. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say about Benteke anymore. It's just, it's it's only going to be mean or um, just... Out, born out of despair I just feel for the guy so much he's clearly just I feel like he just needs a gap year he just needs to go to go travelling or something <laughs> <laughs> he just needs to do do something else and oh, come God. back and the, um, the Palace video team like Benteke's gap year would be a, a video series I would watch and you know they would produce that fantastically yeah well I think it's just what he needs and good content <laughs> um oh, <but laughs> Great content. <laughs> um, Benteke, Machu Picchu, that oh, would be so good. Is um, there no, are, there no, are there no questions from our Patreon Gethin Bond, JD? Have you not given him a licence to grill? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. It's only taken you 45 minutes to come up with that, but still very good. Um, here's one enders from uh, yeah. Stav at Big Eagle Chief. Hi, Stav at Big Eagle Chief. What will happen first? A decent touch from Benteke or the world being rid of COVID? <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, Benteke's touch is not always that bad. It's not always that bad. It's just, you know, we always highlight the the glaring errors. You know, he's he's just so low confidence, isn't the guy? Um, and I, and I, I, I would just say I feel for him. From all, from all I read and hear about him, he's a, a thoroughly decent chap. But, you know, we've been saying this for nearly three seasons now, haven't we? You know, and I, I I don't know any other club that would have put up with it for this long and still have the love for him. You know, it's always going to be hard to influence a game when you come on with 12, 13 minutes to go. I think we should be highlighting more Ayu and Batshuayi, you know, who who should be stepping up to the mark a little bit more. I, I think we're kind of resigning ourselves to the fact that Benteke is not going to be here next season. Uh, I think his contract's up this summer. He's one of the highest wage earners at the club. I can't see it being... Um, 
I can't see him getting back, uh, getting another contract. Uh, my main concern is with Michi and um, Jordan. I mean, you look at Ayu, he's not the player he was last season. Um, Michi hasn't really started yet. He's, he has scored, in inverted commas, three times, but he's been offside every time. Um, he should have scored last night. I know they don't count, obviously. Uh, he should have scored last night. Um, and he's, you know... He, he obviously likes the club. He's come back. We like him. I think he fits in with our style of play. It just, um, I don't know. I think maybe he needs a little um, run in the team. I don't know what you think. Yeah, maybe. We, I mean, we have had people that have messaged in. Neil Porter says, is Batshuayi really interested? Um, mm-hmm. Don't think about that. Mm-hmm. James McGee Hi, has, James. has put just simply one word with a question mark. Why you? <laughs> Maybe that should be the name of this week's pod. Yeah, um, why are you? They definitely, there's definitely a lack of spark, isn't there, from those three? Batchwar, I think, is the most disappointing in that regard because he has pedigree with us. I mean, he scored six in thirteen when last time, which is an excellent record in the Premier League. Stretch out over a season, that's you know twenty goals or, or whatever over the season. So he can do it. Is there an argument we're not giving him the chances? I mean, maybe not that one last night, but the back pass should have been should have been a goal. Yeah, of course it should. Um, you know, the the James MacArthur one. If he's if he's half an inch quicker, he gets an end of that, and that's and that's one one all as well. So maybe maybe that's not an argument. I think I think with Ben Teke, it's purely confidence. I mean, that chance at the end, brilliant save from Nick Pope. You, know, you yeah. have to hold your hands up. Fantastic save, massive really save. He certainly did hold his hands up as well, didn't he? <laughs> Very good. You two are on fire today. Um, he did really well, but. The way Benteke sort of waved his foot at it is, is, is symptomatic of a striker lacking confident, confidence. And Jamie Vardy or Harry Kane or whoever, Aguero, puts their foot through that and smashes the keeper into the back of the net with it. Benteke sort of dangles his foot. And it's just, I guess, it's symptomatic of a, of a striker that's, that's lacking confidence. And, and it does almost bring us back to this point about that if we don't have Wilf and Wilf exudes confidence that we know, and so does SA that we said earlier, then we are going to struggle to score goals if we haven't got players that are busting a gut to get in the box. I mean, there was one point when Eze did brilliantly into the box last night, glided through two people, put a brilliant ball into Batshuayi's feet, and Batshuayi was almost looked surprised. He was in the six-yard box, he sort of on his heels. And you think, you should be on that, anticipating that. Mm. And I think that maybe sums up the lack of sort of... Um, intensity and the lack of anticipation in our forward line but Jesse I don't know where you go from that apart from drilling them more on the, on the training ground because famously I'm not a football manager so it's, it's a difficult one to um, to work out the year, the year that he scored 17 goals I think 10 or 11 at least 10 maybe 11 of them were headers yeah. and because I remember it was the last game of the season he scored a header and the, they they made a point of in, in the analysis saying he'd scored the most headers that year um, was it 10 or 11 now if, if you've got any hope of Benteke regaining his confidence you've got to put on his head give him to, we've got to increase the chance of him scoring right? Yeah. so we know that's his strength and we know that he puts them away I think the next time he plays okay he might come on for 10 minutes clearly he's only going to come on when we need a goal so to go with his presence should be a kind of intent to whip the ball in from both either side of the pitch just put it on his head because once he gets one, there's more chance of him actually slipping back into his uh, finding his shooting boots. I mean, I don't know. We can't. You saw he had two dangerous uh, received the ball in two dangerous areas that I remember last night. One was a terrible touch that made the ball roll towards the defender, and the other one was a a shot with all the aggression of a shadow puppet. It was like. <laughs> 
it, you know, it's so frustrating to watch, and it's it's really wearing thin now. But you can't play him without giving him the best chance to, to score. It's it's frustrating to watch Jess. It's also frustrating to continually talk about it for season after season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just getting. We, yeah. You know, we 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 all know as football fans, as Crystal Palace fans, where the problem lies with our club. You know, Wilf is not known as a goal scorer. He scored over forty percent of our goals this season. Has he? Whoa. Yeah. Forty-two percent actually. Good stat. It's a good stat, that isn't it? Yeah, um, thanks. You know, and, and 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 he's not. You know, he should be more of a natural goal scorer than he is. You know, but he's not known for his goal scoring. But he he's having a particularly good season. And I don't think any of the players got more than one goal. No, that's right. So do you know no, I, mean? I, I. Yeah, generally just poor show up front. It's, I mean, you know, and it's the same. Yeah. It's the same argument that we've been having on this podcast for several seasons now. It's it's we we constantly continually looking for that striker. Last season, we had it with AU a bit, definitely. Definitely, AU really came through. But he seems to have gone this season. He, he's gone back to how he was two, two three seasons ago when, when he was first with us. Just like, going, what's this guy doing here? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure as soon as JD saw that Zaha was out and... What we had to set up with, he lumped all his Patreon money on Burley 1 0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, actually, that brings me on to our final question. But before I say that, I nearly drafted him Wilf to my fantasy team uh, and didn't. So That would um, have been really typical daily, wouldn't it? Would have, <laughs> yeah, would have been. <laughs> typical. Hashtag to JD. <laughs> let's, let's, look, let's wrap it up there. I mean, it's all, this is all. This is all on the point stuff, and hopefully it's things that we'll talk about less in coming weeks. But it does seem to be the same subject that we that we talk about. And at some point, you're going to have to wave goodbye to Benteke and probably are you and say thanks, lads, but but try something else. <laughs> well, try another sport, lads. Maybe try <laughs> ping pong. Anyway. Go on a lads' holiday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Final question then is from Michael Phillips. Okay. Hi, Michael. And he says. Was the was this the most foreseeable result in the history of football? <laughs> Jesse thinks Burnley. it was. What you mean? What you mean? Burnley scoring their first goal for six weeks <laughs> and they're getting their first win of the season. That's not unlike us to, to offer that out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I think okay. there's a, there's your answer, Michael Phillips. Right, thank you, Michael Phillips, and all our people. That we've had so many questions a week, and I'm running out of time. I can't ask them all, but thank you to everyone. We've had like over a hundred, so um, we will try and answer. I might save some for next week, so we'll try and answer more again. But uh, please do keep sending them in. After the break, a super quick preview of the Friday night Newcastle game. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Back to the Five Plan Podcast. Hey! Sponsored by Serenity Massage Therapy, making the world a more comfortable place. One massage at a time. Call or text Russ at Serenity Massage Therapy on 07967 
203 714 or email info at serenity and quote FYP to get up to 25% off Ooh. for you and your friends and family. Um, right. We've gone from Monday night, James, yeah. to Friday night. I know. Friday night What's lights down on? the cellist. I know, it's mad. Um, so we're on TV. Oh, actually, every game's on TV. Every game. uh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, I'd, I'd forgotten about the pay-per-view thing. God, that's come and gone quickly, hasn't it? Yeah, that, well, that, was, that, that got kicked out really quickly, didn't it? Yeah, funny that. Um, Newcastle at home. Yeah. Uh, in theory, quite a favourable fixture. A winnable um, game, definitely. A winnable game, I guess, to bring the pod full circle. A lot of it depends on whether, whether Wilf is available. Uh, and I guess that will then depend on how, how we set up. Uh, yeah. Assuming Wilf isn't available, I'm going to yeah. hope he is. Assuming he isn't, what would you do if you were Roy after that Monday night game in terms of personnel, front line? What would you be changing? I, I probably wouldn't change that much, to be fair, but I'd maybe look at the central defence. I mean, you're up front. I think you've obviously got to keep Bears in. Um, Mishy, you know, he's getting close. You know, he should have scored. He, he, he almost did score with, with his foot was, you know, an inch or two away from the goal, uh, from the ball. Um, are you possibly, uh, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't, you know, looking at the second half performance yesterday, I would, if, if we'd have played all right in the first half, we'd have come away nil-nil, we'd have been fed up that we hadn't scored, but we'd have been, we, we would have been quite buoyant and quite happy about it. Because I thought the second half performance was pretty good. Uh, Considering there was so much wind up there, you know, it's really hard to play, wasn't it, with all that wind going on? <laughs> I, told you. I mean, it was really windy up in there, Burnley. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I, I think it, you know, maybe he'll look at the, um, maybe he'll look at uh, central defence. And what about the midfield? Is um, Luca back on Friday, or is he out still? I don't know. Oh, okay, uh, sorry. Three game ban, isn't it? The Wolves game was. Two games go. Oh no, lead. I, mean, I think it, I think it'll be the final game of his. Right. Okay. Back. Okay. Uh, not that he would well, automatically get in anyway. No, I was going to say. Um, but no, I I I would keep pretty much the same team to be honest. But maybe a little tinkering at the back. Um, Jesse, I'm just looking at Newcastle's fixtures. Actually, they they lost away games away at Southampton. They lost that. Then they played away at Wolves. Before that, drew that away at Tottenham. Drew that. Uh, so they actually haven't won away at home. Uh, since oh, 20th great. of September, <laughs> which means they got to win on Saturday, don't they? Friday. <laughs> no, I think I, I Newcastle are not as 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 prolific away at home as they are at home. They've had some good results at home this season. Uh, beat well, they beat Everton, so that's quite a good. Uh, actually, they've only won one game at home. That was the Everton game. Uh, that's why we don't do previews very often. Um, but I do like the Newcastle team. They've got. They've actually got a couple of what I would call Palace players in there, like I said about Eze. I mean, Sir Maximum is definitely a Palace player mm. in waiting. Um, I think the left back Lewis is very good as well. Um, how do you see this one going, Jesse? And, and the same, same <laughs> without making it too much like blind date. Same question to number two: about, <laughs> uh, What would you do with uh, with your lineup and your and your changes? Well, they've given us the the blind date slot, haven't they? This Friday, we've gone from the neighbours slot to blind date. <laughs> yeah. uh, Someone's Somebody, somebody uh, at the uh, who works the Premier League fixture computer has been kind to us, and they? they've gone. Look, Palace fans have, have had; they've already had the 
international weekend. Don't ruin their next two weekends. Give them Monday and Friday fixtures <laughs> so they can actually enjoy their weekends for the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know how this is going to shape up, really. I feel like I feel like we've not done that well against Newcastle lately. I don't know what's telling me that. I just feel like I haven't had a lot of joy against them. Um, but they, they, they're sort of having an indifferent kind of season, aren't they? I mean, I would just be great. We can't, we can't go into this game and lose again. It's just really going to... Twitter's going to explode. I can't deal with it. <laughs> I think we just... I just it's just like a good performance and something to show for it and a goal for Batchelor would be great yes. I think that would, that would be that would be some sort of progress yeah do you, that would be. Do you think we'll have the same lineup, Jesse as we had last night no no I think Cahill's going to come in right okay and I think look at that header look at that header from Kiate right could you ever imagine Cahill no. making such a no Lose, never such a loose head. No, no, no. right. So I think that's clear, that that's got to factor into the, his his defensive choices. I'd like to see Cahill come in. I think. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm wondering what that does to Kiate then, because it feels like Gyro's had such a good run in the team because Kiate is out of the picture in midfield. Yeah. So I think that gives Roy a decision to make, and what happens in the middle. Um, but I feel like we've not really talked on this pod. We've not mentioned MacArthur. We've not mentioned Van Anhalt. We've not mentioned Townsend. Like these are three; those sort of three players have been mainstays for us. But not, strangely quiet, all three of them last night. Yeah. Just like don't remember, don't remember, really remember doing anything yeah. to affect the game positively. James's point about uh, one goal, you know, Wolf having most of our goals. I mean, James MacArthur at his peak was popping in with seven, eight, nine goals a season, and he's not. You know that that's dropped off for him. So yeah, we've definitely lost that impact from from MacArthur. Gyro is not known for his goals. Obviously, got one away at Fulham, but um, I think you're right. The the midfield has sort of gone under the radar recently. But we attack the defence and we attack the forward line, understandably, because their errors lead to goals or not goals. The midfield hasn't quite been popping in the same way, Jesse, has it? No, and PVA PVA had a good shot just when we had that good spell last night. You know, first 15, 20 after half time. Van Anholt was getting probing going forward, got had a good shot, went over the bar. I felt like he might start to affect the game. Maybe I'd like to see Schlupp start as well, though not at the expense of Eze. Um it needs a little bit of a reshuffle, doesn't it? Because you know, we know Roy likes a winning team, he won't ever ever dare to tinker with it, but we're not firing at the moment so he needs to mix it up a little bit he's got to so Jesse uh, just following on from your your comment about we haven't done brilliantly against Newcastle I'm just looking at our head to head and um, we haven't lost at home to them in the league since 2014 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah I'm, I'm here I'm here whenever you need me to whenever you need that incisive <laughs> Uh, look, we never say these stats on this pod. We, whenever, do, we do opinion. Whenever, yeah. <laughs> Just um, really bad opinions. Yeah. Away I, from home. I like, I, I, I like to think that I offer the sort of uh, generic blowhard and, uh, sort of uh, analysis you'd get on the terraces if the terraces were still full. I'm, I'm here to sort of give you that sort of like feeling that the, the fans are still going to the game and just, you know... Talking nonsense. Well, that's the vibe, you know. People, when people come up to me at the, at the Portons when they used to and at the game, they say, "I love listening to FIP because it sounds like you're just in the pub chatting rubbish." And I think that is the vibe we very much yeah. go for, and I think we nail it. <laughs> I think we absolutely nail we it. We definitely nailed it today. Um, 
Away from home, actually, we ha- we're not very good against them. But at home, we see we get a lot of draws. In fact, looking at this, one all seems to be the overriding result. So I would one all or one nil. So I think it's going to be a close one. I think they they Bruce has them uh, James playing in a similar way to us, quite defensive, and then yeah. hoping that their their flair players like some maximum get them something on the break. So I think it might be similar to the Burnley game on Monday. First team that scores on Friday probably takes it. Possibly it might be a one all, but it's not going to be a goal fest, I don't think. No, but you know, without wanting to repeat myself, but I will. Uh, we just need to get at them. We just need to get at them in the first fifteen twenty minutes, and we'll be fine. Good. Well, if uh, someone could get that to Roy somehow for the appropriate yeah. team to... Well, I, just, uh, <laughs> to say, I keep calling you, he just doesn't answer the phone. Just keep trying, keep trying. You'll get through at some point. Yeah, I will do. Um, lads, thank you. This has been a really fun episode. Thank you very much for, for chat. And actually, thank you for making what was a horrible game uh, quite fun analysis, so I do appreciate that. It's hard um, analysis, was it? It was just, <laughs> just talking, really. That's what we do. Just talking. The FIB just podcast. Talking. Just talking. Just talking. Um, <laughs> right, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much for listening. The, the post-match pod will be with you. Pat will be with patrons after the game on Friday night. Main pod, I guess, start next week probably. So anyway, we'll, we'll work that out. Um, thanks to Serenity Massage Therapy for sponsoring us this week. And a quick reminder: if you want to take part in the FIP Christmas Quiz, which is Sunday the sixth of December at seven pm. DM us your email address, either on Twitter or Instagram, or email us, contact at fypfanzine.uk. Drop us your email and we'll send you the link to get involved. There's prizes. Selzy Selzy announced quite an exciting... (laughs) He didn't have to go through it now, but he said on the post-match pod last night that he would get a signed pair of Guaita's gloves for first prize. So the big incentive to take part um, in the quiz. Uh, That is next Sunday, the 6th of December at 7pm. So let us know if you want to take part. In the meantime... Enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, yeah, try hardest. And uh, we'll see you again soon. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.